What's up, everyone? Welcome back. You know, another episode. We had an absolute ball last week talking to Helen from the Sirens, a women's only surf and yoga group. And as we do here on the Point One series, which we've added to YouTube, we focus on just that interview. So here it is. Today, I wanted to talk directly to some of the groups that I mentioned before and get their perspective on the impact they have on mental health directly. Um, so I'd like, to, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Helen, one of the creators of The Sirens, which is a women's only surf and yoga group, um, which is a collaboration between her Happy Seal Yoga and um, The Surf Coach. So g'day, Helen, how are you? Hey, Jack. Nice to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, we had a little bit All of good a today, thank buffer you. there, but yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so what's what's happening? Tell us a bit about, you know, the sirens. So yeah, me and Matt started sirens last summer. Um, basically, it kind of goes back to when I started surfing. There wasn't really anything. Um, I kind of went for a, a beginner surf lesson, and then I hired a board and just hung out with a couple of friends, and we just surfed together. But there wasn't anywhere to go to kind of have a whole more holistic approach. So me and Matt started something last summer where we just met every Friday night with a group of girls, uh, quite quite a small group. We'll just have eight on, so they've got nice inclusive uh, groups. So we've got two coaches for eight people, and we'll always incorporate a bit of yoga along with our surfing, and we'll try and tie in the yoga specific to what we're doing in any given surf session. And we meet every Friday throughout the summer. It's just a really nice space for, for girls to get together, uh, get in the sea. And we have sort of all levels as well, like from beginners through to quite high-level intermediates as well. So it's something for everyone. Yeah, I love that. I love that you incorporate a specific yoga session for the surf session too, like if you're doing cutbacks or whatever, that's unreal. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, yeah, whatever we're working on, like say we've got a flat water session, we're working on paddling, we'll be working more into our shoulders with our yoga session or we might be working on pop-ups and then it's more of a, a power little warm-up just to get those juices flowing before they get in the sea so yeah it's, it's good I, I love that I love that you know last week we had on Andy's man club and we talked about you know like a setting for men to go and talk to each other about their mental health and stuff and how that's kind of like it's kind of a new thing for men whereas you know sirens kind of shifts to the other side where it's you know sport is unfairly dominated by males like it's not not whether it's right or wrong but it is like men get out and do more sport I see and having a space that's safe for women to get out and have a surf that's unreal yeah absolutely and it's so true that is sport is just actually dominated by men I mean I've been really lucky I kind of grew up with brothers so I kind of naturally gravitated towards sport anyway um and I've always loved it but you and I kind of forget that for some women it's, it's kind of quite hard to take up sport because I've done it all my life um, so I think creating that safe space is, is really important and it just gives women the opportunity to do something that maybe they've never tried before as well. And if you're getting out of your comfort zone, that just improves your confidence and mental health so much as well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of the mental health and, um, you know, confidence aspect of it, how have you seen a change in people, you know, from their start to finish or what the, what the impact you see it having on people's mental health? I think it's huge. I think you kind of just see that the bonds they create with each other, they've not necessarily known each other before. And, and there's a really cool like girls surf community thriving in Scarborough now. There's a Scarborough surf girls have got their own WhatsApp group and there's like so many girls on that WhatsApp group. And it's just really nice to see them all encouraging each other and just 
bigging each other up. But there's none. It's not. It's unlike male sport. It's less competitive. It's more nurturing. <laughs> I think if that makes sense. So no, they'll support that. each other more. I'm sure blokes do support each other as well. But you naturally got a bit more competitive drive. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah, I'm very competitive. So it, even when like I'm talking to my partner, it's like love you more, and then I say I win and run off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Got to get the last word in. I have to. I, I, man, I'm I'm notorious for it. But yeah, no, that's that's you know the surf culture up here. It's you know in my opinion, it's unique. I've come from a country that you know we we just we're known for being surfers. You know we're yeah, yeah so for I think, sure. Right now, we've got two in the top five for the men's, and um, Tyler Wright, Australian women, she just won with Bell's Comp. Um, but the the surf culture up here in the northeast of the UK is so unique. Like, literally every skill set is out having a ball. There's no, there's less yeah. ego. I want to say there's no ego involved in no matter what the break is, and everyone is yeah, riding definitely. foamies like everyone's got a soft top and they love it. And there's no like, Oh, you're a yeah. kook riding a soft top, you know? <laughs> Completely. I think that's just come about in the last few years. It definitely wasn't like that sort of 10, 15 years ago. So it's really nice to see it become like that. And it, it is just uh, growing and, and just everyone is in there having a great time. It just, everyone wants everyone to have a good time. And being in the sea is just one of those best places to be. Uh, there's no better feeling than getting in the sea, whether you're having a good surf or a bad surf. I don't yeah, like I, I will talk in this episode about the impact that the sea has on my own mental health. And even though, like, I'm an asthmatic, so the ocean scares me because I can barely breathe on land. So the fear of drowning, <laughs> but I'm still like, I gravitate to the ocean. I I can't wait to get in the ocean whenever I see crystal blue water. I'm I'm there, but it's it's that fear that I think that helps my mental health. And I think. Whether you're the best surfer in the world or just starting, you have to fearfully respect the ocean because if you don't give Absolutely. it all your attention, she chews you up and spits you out like nothing. She's in charge every every single minute of every single day. Absolutely. You have to show her respect. And I, I think it's really easy to forget that. But it, And just even if it's your very first time in the sea, like I've, I've come from like a lifeguarding background, so I'm quite comfortable mm. in the sea but I've been in some situations where you're just like ah oh, just chosen the wrong day to come out here today and this is like but you've got a little heart thumping away as you as you're paddling out um but when you have catch the wave after that and you just have a great time that just the fact that you've pushed yourself through that comfort zone and and you've battled through and you've made it and then the thrill of the ride after that is just something else isn't it it's just, oh it's 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 not <laughs> surfing is not something you can easily compare to something because you know like i skate and snowboard and i think all three of them are very mm. different even though they're fundamentally the same yeah it's so true I, I don't skate very well but i do snowboard and it's just i kept, i snowboarded before i surfed and i thought oh i'll be, I'll be surfing it'll be easy <laughs> so <normal. laughs> no it's it is it by just showed me up straight away yeah and oh, it's like it's the hardest it's that that um that work that work ethic you need to just catch one wave like the the reward is just you got to work hard for it yeah you do definitely yeah there's, there's no easy easy ride <laughs> so in, in terms of like having the women here and giving them a space to do the yoga and and surf have you seen a, a growth in the um community up here 
Yeah, hugely. Like I was just saying, that Scarborough Surf Girls group not only started, I think, during the pandemic. So before then, there was like there was obviously pockets of girls surfing, uh, but it's just everyone coming more together now, and it's really grown massively in the last. I'd say since the pandemic and a lot of people t have taken it up through the pandemic because they needed something to it was obviously we all went through something pretty major there and, and people needed to find an outlet to deal with it and I think surfing was if it's on your doorstep it's just a fantastic thing to do um just clears the mind lets you think, reset um yeah exactly I think parts of the pandemic you know like as horrible as it was and as detrimental as it was for many people's mental health, there's a lot of, you know, silver linings that come about, like all these people picking up surfing and different things that they wouldn't, like I, I think arts and crafts have absolutely blown up lately too. People yeah, are looking totally. for different like types that. of outlets. Yeah, people growing their own veg, all that sort of thing. It just, people just stopped and have that time to think and be like maybe reassess what they're doing with their life and take a slightly different path or just retune what they're doing maybe just a little bit um just to make things work better for their lifestyle i think i certainly yeah i love living by the sea so it's like i do a job where i get to teach yoga outside by the sea and then combining it with the surfing as well is just an added bonus oh cool so you said earlier you're a lifeguard that that fascinates me i'm like lifeguards Back home there, you know, they, we, we get a lot of riptides. So, like, you know, lifeguards are essential on every beach and our beaches are flooded all year pretty much. Um, being a lifeguard in the northeast, what's what's that like? Um, yeah, it's slightly different to Australia. Definitely no one <laughs> beach, that's for sure. Uh, I, I started when I was 17, so a very, very long time ago, and I started up a bit further up the coast at a, a beach called Seton Carew. Um, yep. And we literally, we'd get hardly anyone to the beach. So it was literally, you, a really, it had to be a really hot sunny day for anyone to come down. So you could see <laughs> maybe a handful of, handful of rescues for the summer and the rest of the time you're just wandering up and down the beach thinking, oh, this is a nice sunny job. Uh, but then as time's gone, I moved down to Scarborough, worked here for the council and then the RNLI took over and they kind of took on a lot of um, their procedures and things from Australia. So we had a much more yep. professional kind of structure in place and yeah we yeah and the service expanded as well so we're on much more beaches now uh, or they are on much more beaches now I no longer lifeguard but yeah it was uh I loved it but it's cold, <laughs> it, can be very cold. It, it is so cold here I'm not gonna lie <laughs> my six six mil wetsuit you know I'm still getting used to it it exhausts me putting it on and exhausts me surfing in it like there's no freedom. It's so much harder to surf in a wetsuit, isn't it? It's just like, I love it when it gets to summer and you can drop down to like four mil rather than five mil and you've got that bit, bit more freedom in your arms. You can paddle so much more. I actually had a session last summer where I pulled up to beat and I realised that I'd forgotten my wetsuit. And luckily there was just a shorty in the boot and I put that on. I had the best surf ever because I was a bit cold, but I could paddle so much easier. Yeah. I, I love that you said drop down into a five. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. That's 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 yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to summer. Off topics, off topics slightly. You know, um, being a lifeguard, I think, I think in schools they need to teach more about rip currents and rip tides and just 
you know, like we 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 yeah, learn, especially in Australia, we learn we all do swimming lessons um, in primary school and stuff. But there needs to be more ocean awareness because the amount of people, even I've got caught in a rip before, and I know what's going on, and I was able to like reset myself and get out of it. But even being in it was probably up there as one of the yeah. top five scariest moments of my entire life. Yeah, absolutely. And you knew what you were in, whereas imagine if you're someone who doesn't know what they're in. And I think it's so important. Like, I think that's one of the things we're massively lacking in this country is that it's like kids not learning to swim in school. We used to, when I worked for the RLI, we used to do a program called Hit the Surf. And for the kids to join that program in year six, they had to be able to swim 25 metres. And every year there would be kids in year six that couldn't swim 25 metres of a swimming pool. So they couldn't join the program to learn about rip currents and everything. So it's just like... Ah. Just tear yeah. your hair out. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm still involved. Know, the only thing I'm still involved with with that is like, is I do a program called Swim Safe in the summer, um, mm-hmm. and that's down on the beach, and we take the kids in the sea, and we're teaching them about rip currents and how a bloke to live and that sort of thing. And I think that's so important. But it's just it's not part of the curriculum. It's just something. It's just an added bonus that parents can book their kids into during the summer. Yeah, it, look, it should, whether you can swim five meters or twenty-five, I think like at least being able to see that from the sand and knowing like, oh, there's a rip there. There's a yeah. that. Yeah, the, how many lives could that save? It's not just about putting a fence yeah. around your backyard pool. Like, how many people go to any beach around the world, anywhere around the world, and there's no flags and they they want to get in the water? You know, yeah, that's. Oh yeah. yeah, I've always preached that. I hate it, but I. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just know how scary it was for me. And you you mentioned Bondi before. You see Bondi Rescue in every single episode. Yeah. Someone's getting carried out by the Someone. rocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's there every time. But it's, it's like, yeah, <laughs> no one's learning because they're tourists coming in and they don't know how to spot it. Yeah. So anyway, getting enough. back back to the sirens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So come back off that tangent. <laughs> Oh, I could. We could talk all day. I love, you know, I'm very curious. So I love learning things about everything. And as soon as you said lifeguard, I was like, oh, cool. Let's talk about that. Yeah, pounce on that. <laughs> so, with the sirens, like, how long how have you got this been running? Is it since COVID or before COVID? Or we literally just started it last summer. Sort of me and Matt have known. We Matt was a lifeguard as well. That's how we know each other. We yep. lifeguarded together for twenty odd years. Um, so, um, and we both set off on our own. Him to be the surf coach for me to do happy through yoga and we just kind of got together last year and just decided that we wanted to I got my surf coach qualification last year as well and just really wanted to put something on that was, that was female only just to give them that nice space to meet up on a Friday night and it's just one of we both said it was one of our funnest sessions that we ran last summer we really look forward to Friday evenings um yeah. hanging out and just we got really lucky with the weather I think every every Friday evening was a nice evening and just, it was a really nice way to spend our Fridays just hanging out with these girls and getting them into their surfing and yeah, and to yoga as well. So pretty cool. Yeah, that's unreal. Like, um, I've spoken to Matt as well, and he seems like a great bloke. I'm actually hanging to get a few sessions in with him myself. He seems like he knows a few yeah, things. Yeah, he should. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's definitely worth having that with. But you know what? I think going back to the life coach, uh, sorry, lifeguarding again. You know, you guys have over 20 years of experience each and that's got to add that safety net to anyone that's coming into your classes. Yeah, absolutely. We're both like super conscious and on that level and also wanting to pass on that information to anyone that comes. We do, we've got like 
we're setting up some sort of safety clinics as well so that people can come along just for an afternoon and we can teach them all about those rip currents how to help each other out in the in the sea and that sort of thing so um we both really you can't underestimate like we said the power of the sea and having no. as much information and knowledge when you go in there like if as much as it's great fun you need to go in there with a, a sense of awareness and knowing what can happen and how what you can do to help yourself and your mates if they get into trouble yeah we, we ran a we, we're both um train assessors for surf life saving gb as well we were running a surf coach safety and rescue course a few weeks ago and we had a guy come along and he just he wasn't doing it to become a surf coach he just wanted to learn how to be safe in the sea and at the end of the three days, he, he said to us, "Is that's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do?" I mean, he's like never been so physically challenged and mentally challenged, and he's like um, really top of his game in in property law, that sort of thing. But just he was doing something completely different. And me and Matt were both like uh, kind of blown away by that because for us, it's just second nature, and everything within that is is ingrained in us from like twenty plus years of experience. And you forget that for a lot of people that are surfing, they're coming at it from maybe a more sedentary lifestyle or um, with less experience, obviously, and less knowledge. So it's just so important to try to get as much of that knowledge across to everyone that we come into contact with. Yeah, that that's what I've noticed up here is there's a lot of, like, people that are just starting out, and no matter how old you are, like, man, people have all yeah. – I, I see a lot of people taking up skateboarding up here that are, you know, well past their 30s and just, like, yeah, mothers totally. and fathers, and they just want to shred on a board in a bowl. Yeah. And, it's cool. It's so cool, how can, isn't it? Yeah, it's so cool. How how can people get around to these clinics and learn a bit more about the ocean and the rips and stuff? So all of our stuff for sirens is is on a page on my web, website, which is happysealyoga.com forward slash sirens. And it's got the links to all the different things like our weekly sessions. We've got a day retreat coming up in the summer, a weekend retreat coming at the end of the summer. And then we've got these surf safety clinics that are on there as well. So just have a jump on the website and uh, you can find what you want to do there. Awesome. So is that happysealyoga.co.uk or dot com or dot com. Oh dot com. Yeah. Happysealyoga.com. Yeah. Yeah. And what about happy seal yoga? Like directly to you? Like is that can men get come and do yoga? What what's the go with that stuff? Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um yoga's for everyone. If I had a pattern for every time someone said to me, I can't do yoga, I'm not flexible enough. I would be pretty rich by now. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so not not true. Like flexibility is like a byproduct of yoga i would say you don't need to do it have it already to do yoga does that make sense <laughs> yeah oh it's don't get me wrong yoga is hard work but i do love it i love a good stretch and, yeah you know i think it's like anything in 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 life people have this expectation that they need to be the best as soon as they start but yeah. yoga's yoga is one of those things man you're no matter how fit you are you're starting at the bottom <laughs> yeah and it's great. Yoga is great for getting you back in that like beginner's mindset. Like you've got to approach it like that. And it, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it either. It's like you're still kind of coming at it each time you do it with a beginner's mindset because every given day your body's not the same. So each time you come into a class, your body may not do what it did last week or it may be doing way more than it did last week. you just got to be able to – it develops that awareness of where your body's at and, and what you can do on any given day. So, yeah. But, yeah, definitely. I, I obviously – I think it's naturally in the West uh, a lot more females do yoga than males, but I do have blokes come into my class. And I love it when they do. I think it's great. Um, it's, and it's nice to see that more and more men are coming along as well. And I think that's really cool. 
I think that goes back to the competitiveness, you know, like men don't want to do yoga because they're not the best yeah. right away. I've thought before, yeah, yoga, yoga has humbled me many a time. I think the first time I gave it a go was before I lost all my weight. I went through a bit of a transformation and stuff. I was very unfit and I thought, you know, it's just a stretch. It it taught me wrong. Five minutes in, <laughs> yeah. I was sitting on the couch and I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I I was I used to work up at the RAF base up at filing days. Just we went in for like a ten week block with them and and all the guys up there like thought they were coming in for a nice easy session and they were a it's bit horrified easy. by the It's definitely not easy. But you know, it goes back to the mental health side of things too, with not just being in the ocean and the ocean requiring all your attention. It's 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 something like yoga, going to the gym, um, skating, all that stuff. Like if you don't concentrate. you're not going to learn and you're not going to get the benefits or you could injure yourself. Like these types of settings might not be places where you're necessarily going to talk about stuff, but they're settings that go and, you know, give you that break. So you, you have to give it all your attention. I think that's it because your your mind is focused. It allows you to let go of everything else that's going on for you at that given time. Like say for this this morning, for example, I was teaching yoga down at Sanzen Beach, which is a beautiful beach, and you're just listening to the sound of the sea while you practice, and you you've got to be concentrating because the beach is uneven. So that adds a whole other level of jeopardy to your yoga class. Um, and yeah, for those forty five minutes, you're just fully concentrating. And everyone just at the end of the class, you can just see the difference from the start of the 45 minutes to the end of the 45 minutes. They just, and then they will just say, oh, I just want to stay here for the rest of the day after <laughs> go to work or wherever they're going to go. So yeah, yeah, definitely. It's great for that. I, I think almost like I, I don't want to set a scale for something that's more important to the other in terms of letting go and taking that breath and that's a, a good impact for the mental health because I think everything is obviously, but there's something special about yoga in terms of like you have to focus on not just the movements you're doing, but the way you're breathing. And it's the breathing that really slows the heart rate and lowers the anxiety and all stuff like that. Definitely. And that's kind of, that's what sucked me into yoga. Kind of, I got into yoga because I wanted to get better at surfing. It was just like, Oh, what can I do to get better at surfing? And I kind of got into yoga. I was just going to a weekly class and then, down the track I got um, quite badly injured skiing and snowboarding uh, and I really struggled like mentally to deal with those injuries and it was the yoga that helped me because just that breathing just helped with the pain mm. as you get when you're trying to recover from an operation or whatever and then it was just something to ease myself back in and yeah it made such a difference I, and I still just cannot <laughs> rate it highly it's not going to work for everyone but for me mm. it it, it really, like you said, it's coming back to that breath. It allows you to let go of everything else, and it, it really does make a huge difference. And just, and, and the other thing I got out of it, I wasn't expecting maybe as much was the increase in my strength from it. Like my surfing massively improved because of it, because my paddle strength improved. My pop up got a lot more dynamic um, just from doing yoga. Oh, absolutely! Cool. And you know, it, it, yoga is one of those things where. Almost any um, professional sports person, you know, male or female, yoga is one of those things they're all doing. And that's because the core strength is ridiculous. You know, a lot of of basketballers, footballers, both Australian and like the soccer, I'm going to get in trouble for saying soccer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> dangerous territory. <laughs> I, look, I say football. My mind goes to Australia anyway. 
Let's not talk about that. <laughs> okay, let's not get into a fight. Yeah. <laughs> the core strength it gives you just walking around. And today, we, you know, most of us sit down for work and the stretch it gives you, it prolongates your spine and all this type of stuff. It's it's up there, I think, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, what you say about everyone being, the majority of people are sedentary now because most people are working on laptops like this. They're, they're on Zoom calls all day. So they're naturally just hunched over. So it's just that opportunity to open out that back bend, get everything stretched out. It's just so important just for living well, you know? Um, yeah, not, never mind doing well in sport, just for living well, I think. Absolutely. And I think like, you know, having uh, yoga by the sea, that is just something that uh, adds a whole nother level to it. There's, for me personally, doing yoga, there's not much better than doing it by the ocean. I'm, my favorite time ever doing yoga was in Bali, and it was at a resort oh, yeah. by the ocean. And, you know, the weather was perfect, and I'm just sitting there. All I can hear is the ocean, and it's just, yeah, it's a whole nother level. It takes it to another level, just being able to hear the sea as you practice. It's just, oh, yeah, it's something something pretty special. Exactly. I think it helps yeah. people like to properly go inside that little bit easier because you just instantly, everyone wants to connect with the sound of the sea. Whenever you hear it, it's just so soothing. Yeah, exactly. And that probably goes back to, you know, like evolutionary times. We we all came out of the ocean. Yeah, probably. Probably we, we gravitate to it so much. I know I do. <laughs> yeah me too totally yeah. yeah so before we wrap it up like is there anything you wanted to plug like have you you know your instagram page your website upcoming events stuff like that yeah so we're, we're on instagram we've just this year we've developed a instagram page just for siren so we're on um a siren surf i think it is i need to double check that and i'll message you if that's wrong but <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so we've got our own Instagram page for the siren stuff. I'm on Instagram as Happy Seal Yoga. Uh, Matt's on as the Surf Coach. Um, and yeah, we've just got uh, weekly sessions for sirens start May the 27th. Uh, we've got a surf um, a summer solstice day retreat, which we're doing at the Buddhist Center and down at South Bay, uh, which will be really cool. That's on the 17th of June. Uh, and hopefully we've got a weekend retreat camp, surf yoga camp coming at the end of the summer as well. And then that surf safety clinic I was talking about, the first one will be on the 29th of April. So loads of stuff to get involved with. Awesome. I'm going to have to hit you up after this and get involved <laughs> in a couple of those scenes because, you know, they all sound very fun. Definitely. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it'd be great to see you. Yeah. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Well, thank, thanks for taking the time to, you know, have a chat, be on the podcast and, you know, talk a bit about mental health, but also just the ocean and just things that make us stoked. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I'll happily talk about the ocean, <laughs> the ocean, the ocean all day long. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. All right, mate, thanks for that. You have a great day. You too. Take care. That was Helen from The Sirens, episode four and episode 4.1 of the Lost in Living podcast. We've had a great fortnight getting lost in living can't wait what's lined up in the next fortnight. Um, we're having a ball still doing so. Like Again, as I do every episode, thank you all so much for watching. If you did like it, if it resonated, if it helped, if you think it helped someone else, like, comment, share, hit the subscribe and follow button. All that good stuff really does amazing things to help support the movement. And we're all just getting hyped for change. So... There, that's me for this week. Uh, thank you again for watching, listening, and even reading on my personal website where I blog my main points of 
the main uh, podcast. So boardiesandbeanies.com, boardiesandbeanies uh, at Instagram and obviously the YouTube channel. But yeah, thanks again. See you guys soon in a couple of days. Stay hype.